said oh you see the judgment will come after the dispensation of grace is over that's when the judgment comes and so look at the haiti earthquake Look at the Chile earthquake, the earthquakes, the nations that he sent me to judge. Mexico. Look at the coronavirus. Come on. God is sovereign. God has sovereignty that is incontestable. And so prepare that the Lord may harvest you into the kingdom of God. I am so glad that the Lord has now, is now communicating with the earth, God the Father. Through these two prophets. Finally, the visitation of the Lord God that people only read as stories. It's now happened to a generation. That is a lot of belovedness, right? From the king. Matthew chapter 25. It says the following. It says, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. You see the moment when now the enemy plants. And then he says, and at midnight there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so lest there be not enough for us and you. Go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. Again he says, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin saying, saying, 
wale wanawali wengine pia wakaja wakisema Lord Lord Bwana Bwana open for us Tufungulie mlango But he answered and said Lakini akajibu na kusema Verily I say unto you Amen amen nawaambia I know you not. Watch therefore. For ye know neither the day nor the hour. Wherein the son of man cometh. For the kingdom of heaven. Ai. So powerful blessed people. He's coming to separate his own. And that is a judgment on his own accord. And that's why I thought in this introduction for this sermon tonight. I should underscore to you the gravity of the coming of the Messiah and to God himself, God the Father himself so the rapture of the church the coming of the messiah to gather the saints was never meant to be a debatable issue debatable item that the Lord placed on the table and then you begin to debate it. No. It's a very serious demarcation on the calendar of heaven. The calendar of God. And he says, he serves a role for God the Father, to God the Father. And that's why he takes it very seriously. And he says, that when that day comes it takes the wonderful opportunity to reward those that have been faithful on the earth faithful to Jesus faithful to God the Father what does it mean to be faithful? To reject all sin? To choose holiness? To choose righteousness? To live a separated Christian life? For the sake of the testimony of the cross and the blood of Jesus. And to serve and to minister to illuminate the dark world with that radiance of the light of righteousness from you. But when you look at the church today, there is so much darkness in the inner chambers of the house. The lives of the Christians themselves are dark. Such that when you see them at workplace, even the idol worshippers appear to be holier than them. They appear to be better informed about deity and that the deity that, they, that, that there is a requirement from deity on holiness and yet they are worshipping idols. And theirs is no deity at all. But you see them dressing better than the children of Jehovah. Some of them even say they cannot over profiteer from somebody. They cannot overtake profits. 
that is that is uh, that is uh, sio halali that is uh, not not legit so you see some level of morality hallelujah if you go to countries there are some countries where they reject jesus there you find people who are not born again but when you listen to them they say they never lie so the communities out there that are secular appear in the face of it to be living even a more righteous life than the children of Jehovah in the church. And now with this kind of global broadcast that is swinging across Europe and Germany, how much more now when they take those values and take Jesus? How much more now if they take those values and then find Jesus? Hallelujah. And so he says that the door will be shut and he will take only those that have been faithful and walking in righteousness and holiness. Even in the house, he shall separate the wheat from the tares because the foolish virgins, they don't enter the wedding banquet. And when you go to Matthew 22, the same thing, blessed people, say Separation. Separating the wheat from the tares. And he says, And Jesus answered and spake unto them again in parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding. And they would not come. Again he sent forth his servants saying tell them which are bidden behold I have prepared my dinner my oxen and my fattened my oxen and my fattenings are killed and all things are ready come unto the marriage which means at this time when he has sent these two prophets to tell those that are bidden that please come the feast is ready that means tables have been laid reservations 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 you get the Michael Nizwan family the Nizwan family the, the, which table who are you we are the Nizwan family from Germany oh really okay that's okay yours, yours is just go straight someone will lead it, it towards, it's towards the, the center there. 
Wewe ni nani? Mimi ninatoka katika familia ya Nizwan. Oh, ni sawa. Enda kule mwisho kabisa utampata mtu ambaye We are the Litunda family. We are the Thiongo family. Oh, okay. Go just straight right in front of you. Look, are you seeing that sign that's yours? That means the tables have been dressed. When you see us running around here globally right now through these cameras, these cameras running around globally now to the ends of the earth. That means the tables have been dressed and the fatlings have been slaughtered and the tables have been reserved and Jesus has already reserved for you habitations, dwellings eternal dwellings and so it's not a joke the rapture is a serious undertaking by God the Father himself it's a serious undertaking by heaven itself. And so there is no way you can underestimate the rapture or debate it or want to contest it and want to put in a little bit of your personal opinion. Because we are living in a generation where they are really opinionated on virtually every item, every matter. They want to put their opinion. They want to put their democratic opinion. But there is no democracy with the Lord. He is the commander of the hosts of heaven. He gives commands. And that's why he did not discuss with theologians. Look, I want to send the two prophets. Let us discuss. Let's have a table meeting, a boardroom discussion. Should they strike the nations or not? What will people say? No. God is sovereign. He executes his agenda according to his set standards. And he's saying that when the announcement comes calling those who are bidden into the feast, then God is saying everything is literally ready. And there is a real place called heaven you are going to sit tonight. Hallelujah. And he goes on to say, but they made light of it and they went their ways. One to his farm and, the, and another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. His servants rather. Because we're, we're, right now we are looking at verse 6. You can read it, you can read it in Swahili. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth 
and sent forth his armies to destroy those murderers and burn up their cities. Then saith he to his servants, the wedding is ready. But they which are bidden were not worthy. Go you unto the highways and say and as and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. Bring them to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highway. And gather together all as many as they found. Both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend, Monami, eventually, Amigo mio, Friend, How comest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot and take him away. Cast him into the outer darkness where shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called but a few wheat are chosen. Those that are wheat are chosen. To separate the wheat from the tares. So the rapture serves a very important role for God the Father. He gives him the opportunity to reward those that have been faithful in this life. That he may separate you from the rebellion you see in the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say the following. The book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, turn with me, blessed people. 2 Timothy. Turn with me slowly, blessed people. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Verses 1 to verse 6. Says the following. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are God, that, that are good. Let me read NIV on this one. 
Second Timothy, blessed people, as we open up this sermon tonight. Beautiful sermon tonight. The book of Second Timothy. He says, chapter 3. He said, but mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Boastful. Proud. Abusive. Disobedient to their parents. Ungrateful. Unholy. Without love. Unforgiving. Slanderous. Without self-control. Brutal. Not lovers of the good. Treacherous. Rush. Conceited. Lovers of pleasure. Rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness. But denying holiness. But denying its power which is holiness. You make sure you have nothing to do with them. Why? Why? Because he's coming to separate the wheat from the tares. And you go to the book of 2 Corinthians. As we quickly run through this introduction. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 14 all the way to 18. Separating the wheat from the tares. And you see the Lord prepare the church right here if you want to be collected, harvested with the wheat. He says, do not yoke, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? And what fellowship can there be between light and darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I'll live with them and walk among them. I'll be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate. Says the Lord of hosts, touch no unclean thing and I'll receive you. I'll be a father unto you and you'll be my sons and daughters. Says the Lord Almighty, the Lord of hosts. So, separation He's separating the wheat from the tares. In John chapter 3 verse 3. When he says that rapture, he says the following. In reply, Jesus replied. Jesus declared. I tell you the truth. That no one can see the kingdom of God. Unless he is born again properly. Unless he's born again. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that is what he means. That for him the rapture is already embedded in the Bible. Whereby he will come even into the house and separate the wheat in the house from the tears, the weeds inside the house. He will separate the faithful holy Christians who are wearing very holy, who are reverent to God, have the fear of God. He will separate them from those Christians who are in great rebellion. Before I handle the second point, let us have right away the prophecy of the explosion that happened in Lebanon. Then I'll come to you later and talk about how the Lord uses the rapture to intervene in this ongoing conflict between righteousness and unrighteousness. To step in in this ongoing fight between good and evil and to ensure that sin never ever wins and to ensure that his word stands that wale ambao wanamtegemea mungu hawataibika milele that those who depend on the Lord, they will not be ashamed forever. That those who depend on the Lord will never be put to shame forever. Meaning that sin can never win. And only holiness wins. I'll come back with that piece before we start the sermon for today. Hallelujah. that the rapture is very critical to the Lord. The coming of the Messiah is a very significant event in the calendar of God. That many events have taken place in the calendar of God. But right now, the next most important a thing to happen, event, agent. The next most important occurrence that heaven is waiting for that the Lord is waiting for 
that the earth is waiting for is called the rapture of the church. The taking of the church into the kingdom of glory. That is the next most important event. So we'd rather prepare for that event. And we saw already that the Lord said that he will use the rapture to begin the harvesting of the wheat and separating them from the tares. And to take the wheat and store up into the burns in heaven. But to tie the tares in bundles in preparation for the day of burning burning with unquenchable fire and we saw several scriptures like the book of Matthew 13 24 to 30 Matthew 25 verses 1 to 13 separating the wise virgins for the kingdom and then the foolish virgins inside the church preparing them for hell. Separating the wheat from the tears inside the church. The rebellion inside the church will finally be answered. And we saw the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 14, 18 he asked what does light have to do with darkness what fellowship can there be between righteousness and wickedness and then he said he will separate out the righteous because they have a place already prepared inside heaven the home of the righteous and their names are written in the book of life that belongs to the Lamb of God. The next, the next very important the next express reason as to why the rapture is of gravity to the Father is because for a long time God the Father he had everything everything that the earth said is called wasomi educated people they said that there is no God and he that created ears do you think he cannot hear he that created ears do you think he can't hear? He has been quiet. Long suffering. Patient. 
crying out and longing that one day those people that say those things may come to the full knowledge of the Christ. May come to repentance. But silence is not weakness. And the Lord cannot wait forever. And they said, oh, there is no God. We believe in evolution. Meaning there is no God. And they said no God created them. And he that created ears. He listened and heard. They said. Life is so good on the earth. We already have sophisticated hospitals. We have surgeons. We have doctors. We have pharmacies. We have medical research institutes. We have cancer institutes. Cancer centers. And so we don't need God. And he that created ears, he heard for a long time the Lord saw that anybody that attempted to live a holy Christian life or give his life totally for Christ was blackmailed was abused was slandered was mocked was laughed at and they said what is wrong with that one and he that created ears he quietly listened and he that created eyes he looked and saw them saying so he also saw that when men buy suits when men when men buy suits and shirts and shoes and ties and go to university and become educated and be healthy and alive that same life he gave them to be alive and find a job then they pocket and they say I am now higher than God he that created ears and eyes he heard and saw and for a long time he was long suffering and he longed that one day his own creation would come to the full knowledge of the Christ and that's why the next gravity of rapture that I want to present now is that the rapture gives the Lord God such an ample opportunity also to now have his say also now to respond for a long time he has listened at what man said so the rapture gives him a chance also to intervene 
in the fight in the conflict between holiness and sin between salvation and atheism between Christ and Christ's followers and the devil's angels he watched how the people that follow Christ have gone through several battles just to sustain life as a born again choosing holiness sometimes some jobs when you came for an interview and you are a lady and let's say there are many other graduates sitting there from universities they have graduated and you are 50 people for these two jobs two positions and they saw the others come dressed as the world but the daughters of God that choose holiness that are not ready for compromise that have understood the eternal treasure in the salvation of the grace that have understood that the two prophets have said that without holiness there is no salvation and so when they come dressed holy and there are less than 30 people for only two positions the first selection is dressing they say no 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 you, you, you just aside first and probably you are first class owners but because you have chosen Jesus the systems of this earth the systems of heathenism the secular life of this world so maybe they will accept you to come to the interview like some of my daughters when they go there they call me they write back now they say when I entered there it was not really an interview about the job it was about this dressing what? for how long are you are you going to be dressing here like that <laughs> I tell you they did not ask whether I'm qualified they didn't even look at my papers and I have first class honors and then it ended up into an argument why do you dress like that and you could see it's the devil trying now to use that job in order to tell you to renounce Jesus until they reach a point of saying oh, it's alright they said if I give you a job here we have a dressing code you have to remove you have to change that Hapa. we have a dressing code are you, go, are you willing to change and when they say no when it comes to my faith I cannot so it becomes an argument and then they tell me that even me before I left I gave my word I told her, Mom, Mom, 
the Messiah is coming. And there's so much sin out here. People's daughters are being destroyed. By the devil. Do you have daughters? Then she said, no, I won't tell you. It became a fight. Hey. So it's unbelievable. The Lord watched and he saw the travail of his holy people. And he says, the day is coming when he will also have his say. And so he says, for him the rapture is so key because it's a day for him also to get involved to intervene on behalf of his holy faithful Christians and so just a moment what were you saying here didn't you know that they have a father he says on that day he will intervene into the conflict. The fight between sin and holiness. The fight between darkness and light. The fight between unrighteousness and righteousness. The fight between secularism and Christianity of holiness. He will step forward to prove to you that sin can never win. That these people that were meek in holiness whether they were lawyers or doctors they still dressed holy. These that stood with Jesus they have a father. And there was a secret in the holy living they live. And that is the day that secret will be unveiled. When finally they will be lifted up into the kingdom of glory. So he comes to intervene to prove that the devil can never win. That God will always win. I'm reading Revelation chapter 6. As we begin the final part of the introduction so I can start the sermon. The book of Revelation chapter 6. He says the following. You know today is Sunday. We have to give the word. Beautiful, beautiful day. Revelation chapter 6. I'm reading up to verse 1 to 17 up to 17 Apocalypse capítulo 6 versículo 1 al 17 He says Anasema, And I saw when the lamp opened one of the seals and if he says, I watched as the lamb opened the first of the seven seals. And I heard as it were the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts say, saying, Come see. Okay, remember I made that correction already. They say, come. 
Because many times when people here come see they think that the living creature was calling John the Revelator to come and see. But when the Lord brought me into heaven and stood me right in front of his throne and the Lamb of God broke the first of the seven seals and then what happened is that he sent now the first living creature that came and spoke with me let me give you detail here he has eyes all over and then he has wings and then after that when he spoke first of all he was he, among the four he is the one that remained somewhere looking at me ferociously for a longer time right before the throne of God the Father and the Lamb is seated there and so and then when he came he stretched out his wings he makes that noise I thought they were scales. I thought it was a lion with scales. But he wanted to show me the, the wings and then I realized when he came close, I realized they were eyes. Big eyes without eyelid. When he came close to me. Thank you very much. I want to focus here. The huge eyes. And then after that. Then the Lord stands me before a sea. And he shows me this creature in the sea which is white. Pure white. Even now I see him. A creature, a beast. And was there were a lot of healthy fish devouring the fish, eating and killing them and a lot of fish were floating. The fish were whitish. Their scales are whitish. They are shining white. Even I see them now. And then there was no light. It was dark. It was very, very dark. As in, uh, I'm, I'm not talking about the dark darkness, but it was when, like when it's coming to rain and the sun has gone, but it came much greener and darker. Much greener and darker. And then it becomes very dark. Then I understood that that happens at the time when the light of the world has been taken away. And so look how God intervenes into the ongoing conflict. It takes the church away in the rapture. We remember John the Apostle. He was having a conversation from heaven with the Messiah. In the book of Revelation chapters 1, 2 and 3. The church. The church. The church. The church. Tell them to repent. Tell them to remember the cross, their first love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But when Revelation chapter 4 comes in, 
When John comes to chapter 4, verse number 1, as we are going to see shortly, then heaven standing open, and the voice says, Come up here. And all of a sudden, he is translated. It is a big message, it's part of the big message tonight. And so he is translated. And the venue has changed from the island of Patmos in Greece where he was receiving the revelation. Now he is inside heaven. And he says, and at once he was in the spirit, meaning glorified already. And the voice told him, come let me show you what is about to happen from this point on. And then all of a sudden he saw a throne. And so, from that point on, the focus is in heaven. But it's amazing that chapter 4 is the throne. Chapter 5 is the scroll. Chapter 6 is the seals of the scroll. And in chapter 6, it's amazing the intervention of the Lord. While he is now not on the earth, and the conversation was not about the church on the earth, but now, chapter 6, come, and then a horseman is released. Then the kind of visions I've just shared here are the ones happening. Where now so many saints are killed. Have been devoured by beasts. The sea. The sea represents the, the nation. The Gentile nations. And the fish represent the saints. And there is a part where I entered. The Lord gave me a metal. I entered and he told me to jump into the water. And I began to fight. I intervened. And I've described in that vision that there is darkness on the earth. So that is now when the church, when John is in heaven, those are the miseries. That is now the conversation about the earth. It's not about the church now. It's now about the first horseman. The second one that bring, brings war and bloodshed. The third one that does bring economic crisis. Unemployment. And also famine. The failure to put bread on the table. The fourth one that brings coronavirus. And cripples the earth on his knees. And so, the conversation has changed. Judgment, wrath. The wrath of God is now headed to the earth. And look at this now. Revelation chapter 4 is before chapter 6. 
is before chapter 6. You start with chapter 4. The rapture happens first. And the saints are secured first. Hallelujah. It is very beneficial and profitable for you to receive Jesus now and be holy at this time before the Messiah takes the charge. Today I saw the cloud of God. That event of the rapture will take place. But you see that the church is into heaven first and then Chapter 6, where the seals are being broken. From the scroll of God. For God to now intervene into the ongoing conflict between holiness and wickedness. Hallelujah. So look at how he intervenes. After he has snatched away the church. And he says the four living say with a voice like thunder verse 2 come I looked and there before me was a white horse his rider held a bow and he was given a crown and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest there are so many things the Lord is saying there. He's saying given. Meaning authorized from heaven. To devastate the earth. With the judgment of God. And then he goes on to say. Again verse 3 now of Revelation 6. When the lamb opened the second seal. I heard the second living creature say. Come. And then another horse came out. A fiery red one. His rider was given power to take peace from the earth. Did you hear? Given power to take away peace from men, from the earth. Given by who? Given by God. These are the judgments of the Lamb. The same Jesus who has been talking tenderly to you about the grace dying for you, pleading with you. Say, please be holy, for I am holy. That same Jesus, after he secures the faithful church into heaven, up there, then now, look at his countenance. Every seal he breaks is the wrath of God. The wrath of the Lamb. And it's virtually unbearable. The second horseman, each of these horsemen, before the Lord released them, 
He brought me into heaven and he showed me the breaking of the corresponding seal and then the release of the living creature correspondingly. Those living creatures are the throne that you see the Lord bring to me to talk to. Before the release of the corresponding creature, I mean horsemen. Those living creatures are the beholders of the wrath of God. That's why every time they have spoken with me, they go towards the glory like this. And then you hear them say, come, not come and see. They say, come. Then the horsemen, the dreadful horsemen respond to them. That is when he releases them to me. And then I see them from heaven. I see them running over the earth, all over the earth after I have spoken with the horsemen also. And that's why I normally come back to the earth and now give the prophecy. And say there is war coming. There is bloodshed coming. And then you see starting all the way from Libya, Syria, Iraq. They call it sometimes the Arab Spring or whatever, but you see the bloodshed that begins to pour. Sometimes, yeah. so, so now this is amazing that God's way of intervention into the conflict between good and evil the fight between Christians and the world the fight between those that follow Christ and the demons that the devil is fronting to them